Hey, hey. Whoa, I got to turn my volume down. You there? Yep. Yeah, that was loud as fuck. Yep, I'm going to try to keep my voice down since I've been so loud. Um, We need to do one of these at Clark of just straight shit talking. Hell yeah. It'd be pretty fun. It would. So I'm going to do the general uh, hello, welcome, this is Casual Wargan. Uh, okay. Introduce you as you you do your usual intro, and I'm going to say something like, "This is a special episode where we get to know you better," because okay. I've already done an interview. We haven't yeah. done an interview for you. Right but it's it's not going to be casual interviews. It's just going to be the casual yeah. radio because that's always with you. Yeah. Um. So what uh, what do you want? What what questions are you going to ask? Well, I was going to ask uh, what your favorite game is. Okay, favorite game. Let you get into that a little bit. Ask what got you into gaming, like what got your start. Okay. Then uh, just ask you. I was going to ask you Horde or Alliance, just because I know you're going to say Horde. Fuck the Alliance. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, and that's about it. Just let you talk, and then I was going to bring up. Uh, so I hear you used to be a bit of a fighter, and just let you go in and talk about it. Let's just do this as gaming because I could talk for about a half an hour on gaming. That way, we have a shorter run on this, and we could go into that later. That's fine. I think that'd be wiser, just because you know if we're going to try to keep it around a half hour, I could go on and on for games for forever. So we'll just do just, that. I just know you brought up the fighter thing, so I was just going to throw it in if you wanted. Yeah, yeah, we'll do it another time. Let's just do this for do this with that. Um, do this for this one, and then we can save that for another one if we ever like get crunched for time or anything. Fair enough. Is my audio sounding all right on your end? Uh, yeah, you're loud as hell, so it sounds good. <laughs> Let me try and turn this down a little. If you can't, don't worry about it. You can just turn it down and post, and I'll talk up a bit. That way you can turn both of us down. All right, that'll work. All right. Um, I'll get started. Also, uh, also when, we get, when we get done, I need to talk to you about uh, the Delta Green podcast intro. I'll text you about it, but I think you'll like what I got going on. But we can do that after we're done. Sounds good. I, okay. think, I think we should do a Delta Green thing where um that's like entirely your part of the podcast that's what i'm saying is i'm gonna be i'm gonna be running it and doing the whole thing we'll just record we'll either record live or if we can ever get russ to fucking come in we can record either with him or uh remotely because like i said i know i've done the remote thing before and it's really super simple for me all we need is a is a google drive so right well the problem is getting russ's butt out here yeah, well, if he would be willing to do it remotely, that would be okay. Yeah, the problem is during the day he works, and at night either I'm sleeping, getting ready for work, or you are, so it's just hard to get a schedule in. That's true. We'll figure he it out. and I are available on weekends, but you usually aren't. Yeah, we'll figure it out. All right, give me about 15 seconds. All righty. Can't believe Aubrey ate my fucking Pringles. That's some shit right there. Right. I'm like, ain't that that bullshit? That's fucking death penalty in my house. Right. There's like three different types of Pringles in the cabinet. She had to eat the pizza. <laughs> Punk ass. Punk ass sucker. Yeah, that's all right. Though. I'll send Andrea to get more. Uh, that's good.
Bitches better get my Pringles. Better get more than enough Pringles. That's right. Ten cans, motherfucker. That's right. Hide, Hide them in, in the garage. <laughs> Hide them in the fucking gun safe. Hide them in the gun safe. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Enter the combination just to get Pringles. It's like, look, dad, dads, we have to do what we got to do, man. That's, we get that's desperate. Right. That's right. Come home from a long night of work and I don't have no. Then she left the empty can, bro. Oh, so you went to open it and it was empty. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, it was in the cabinet too. So I had to walk oh. out of my room to the cabinet, open the cabinet, and I'm like, hell yeah. That's I, too far. That's yeah. too far. Like, at least have it sitting on top of the trash. Like, come on. No. Damn. So I had to open the cabinets, pick it up, I'm, and I was excited. I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to snatch these Pringles up real quick. And then I shake it, and it, I look in, it's empty. Mm. I'm like, motherfucker. That's some shit. Oh, yeah, she grounded. All right. At least 10 years. Hell yeah, maybe 20. Fuck yeah. All right. Um, t- 10 seconds, 20 seconds, whatever. You'll know because yep. I'll start fucking babbling. Yep. Hello and welcome to Casual Radio. This is the Casual Worgen, and my co-host today is... Bob Scrivener. Bob's your uncle. How you doing, Mr. Worgen? Just got home from work. I'm good to go. Works for jerks. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) So this is going to be a little bit of a different episode. Part of the A little bit of a different episode. Lay it on me. All right, well... We have, with the podcast, a dedicated interview section, which is casual interviews. And because you are the primary co-host of Casual Radio, we're just going to do a brief interview about getting to know you. Right on. Well, there ain't much to know, but you can ask whatever you want, buddy. Right. Well, I've already done an interview about me, so it's only fair to get you, and eventually we'll get Russ. Well, yeah, if we can ever, if we can ever lock him down long enough to do it, but yep. Pretty much. So because this is primarily a gaming podcast, I figured we're going to, uh, since you are the game master, why don't we talk about some gaming? Hell yeah, lay it on me. All right, well, I've compiled a, just a couple couple questions that I thought maybe you would be able to answer. So let's start with what got you into gaming? What was your first game? Well, I'm a huge Simpsons fan. And my aunts, when I was growing up, had the Simpsons Nintendo game, and um, they played it a lot, and I sucked at it because that game was insanely hard. But uh, I remember watching, they had this, there's, there was a special, um, like, Easter egg thing that you could do, <coughs> excuse me, where you could, uh, you had to do something, like, do some button combo in front of the payphone, and then Bart would uh, call Mo and do one of the... Uh, do one of the bar gags where he would call in and say, you know, is Al there last name Colic or whatever. Oh, the, uh, is your refrigerator running? Yeah. Whenever he would prank Mo and I was like, Oh, that's awesome. So uh, that's really what kind of like, I was like, Oh, well there's more to games than just like what you're seeing, you know? And that was really, that really kind of set that off for me. But my first, uh, my first gaming system was a super Nintendo and I played the crap out of uh, crap out of some super Nintendo. I played, uh, Super Mario World, which is still one of my favorite games, and I could play that every day. Agreed. Um, played a lot of different stuff, man. I played the Mega Man X games. I love Mega Man and Mega Man X. So uh, that's that's really what got me into gaming. That was uh, playing that on Nintendo, and then I had a Super Nintendo, and I played a lot of that. 
So what is your favorite game system total? My favorite system? Hmm. Because I collect, I've got a bunch of different game systems. I'd have to say my favorite's the Dreamcast. The first one with internet. So I, I play, most of what I play is on my laptop now or on the Switch. And I like that, I really like the Switch. And I like that they keep bringing old school games to the Switch. And I think the, their business model for that is really good. But my favorite system will always be the PlayStation 2. Because that's the system that I played the most of that has the most games that I liked that I that even today, if I had a PS2, I've got a stack of like 20 games in my closet that if I can ever find another PS2 because my crazy ex destroyed mine, I would love to get one, get my old memory cards out and just sit and play Metal Gear Solid 3. And I've got, you know, a bunch of other I've got the X-Files video game. I've got a bunch of uh, a bunch of games that I didn't even get a chance to play. So PlayStation 2 is probably my number one system because that was the one that I, like I said, I played the most of. I played every type of game on that. I played fighting games. I played sports games. So if I had to pick, if I had one system forever, I would pick the PlayStation 2. You know, the PlayStation 3 will play PlayStation 1 and 2 games. Yeah, but that's that's lame. Well, I don't know. We'll have to talk because <laughs> I, I actually have the black PS2 uh, Slim. Nice. That was the one that I had before dipshit fucking destroyed it. I may have to loan that to you. Hell yeah. I've got all kinds of games, man. Well, shit, I'll bring it over and we'll uh, we'll do some old school gaming. Yeah, because I've got every PlayStation up to PlayStation 4. I'm not one of you uppities that have the PlayStation 5 yet. Hey, I don't have a PS5, but one of my friends has two of them. Yeah, rub it in. <laughs> What's the address? I'm robbing that joint. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost Christmas. That's true. You're going to Grinch it. <laughs> Hell yeah. See what happened was. Yup. <laughs> you distract him. Look at an elephant. That's so right. We've covered your favorite game system. We covered what got you started. Of all games, non-digital, what is your favorite game? Because I, I know you're big in the reading, you're big in the comics, but what is your favorite non-digital game? Well, what do you mean by non-digital, like system Cards game? Cards or Delta Green or <sighs> Pathfinder, you know, Dungeons and Dragons. What's your favorite and why? Get so descriptive. my favorite, I really like the Munchkin card game just because it's Munchkin card game. Okay. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's, it's like a, um, it's like a deck building game that you play with more than three people. It's a lot of fun. It's like a fun little party game, but my favorite uh, overall non like system game will always be Pathfinder first edition, uh, which is the game that you and I had started with Russ playing. We played a couple sessions of, um, and the reason that's my favorite is, is that when I was a kid, I got really into the lore of Dungeons and Dragons. But when I was a kid, that was still second edition Dungeons and Dragons. And then when I got old enough to start collecting books, it had went to third edition Dungeons and Dragons. And that was being put out by the company that puts out Magic the Gathering, which is another one of my favorite games. And um, that particular um, edition is what turned into Pathfinder first edition. So it's the one that I've got the most experience in. It's the one that the rules make the most sense to me because it's very similar to a lot of the video games that I played, the way you level up and stuff like that. Uh, it's got the most options. It's got the best lore. Like I could honestly sit 
at any time. Like if I'm having trouble writing or if I'm having trouble coming up with anything, I'll break out the old uh, Pathfinder books and just start reading through stuff until I find something that sparks my creativity. And I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to use that. And I'm going to write, you know, write something about that, some, something similar to that. So if I had one game to play forever, it would be Pathfinder 1st Edition. Now, we're discussing playing 2nd Edition, which I'm excited about. The more I read about it, the more I like it, and the more interesting stuff is in it. But, like I said, the one that I have the most time and the most experience in and the one that makes the most sense to me that, I, that doesn't confuse me in the least will always be 1st Edition Pathfinder D&D 3rd Edition. Nice. Well, since you brought that up, um, now we all know my favorite game is World of Warcraft. I would do that one till the day I die. My favorite lore are the Blood Elves and the Worgen. What is your favorite lore story from Pathfinder? From Pathfinder? Aren't there a lot of different books? You've shown me a lot of different. Oh, there's a lot. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of different stuff. All right. Well, what's your favorite? Uh, so I really like the, uh, the adventure path that we had started before we kind of had to stop so we could start podcasting and start building up towards stuff like that. Uh, the, because the, um, the world of Pathfinder has, you know, just like in, in our world, it has a bunch of different countries and the country that we were playing in is very much a, um, very much like Gothic horror, Frankenstein, Dracula, werewolves, like it's got all that kind of stuff in it. And that was definitely, um, that was definitely one of my favorites, but I think the coolest um, actual lore area of the whole thing is there's a city in, uh, I can't think of the name of it right now. (laughs) I'm saying it's my favorite and I can't think of the name of it. Basically in the, in this world, there are two cities in, a, in the middle of a massive desert called the Mana Wastes, and they're both run by liches. Nice. And they don't like each other. They've been at war for thousands of years, and their magic has completely wiped out everything in this uh, desert except for one city. The city's called Alkenstar. I remember that now. Alkenstar. And because magic doesn't work right in Alkenstar, Alkenstar is the city, the city-state, basically, that created gunpowder, and they create gunslingers. So they have to use weapons like guns and shotguns and stuff like that to combat all of this, uh, all of this, you know, these magic creatures and everything. Hell yeah. Because they don't have access to magic, they can't use it. But I thought they had magic. You said they were... uh using it to battle each other no 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 so there are two cities across from each other that are battling alkenstar is in the middle in the middle of this desert okay so that's my favorite and they brought in gunslingers i remember you telling me about gunslingers they were pretty cool class gunslingers are pretty cool and the second edition uh pathfinder gunslingers are pretty nuts too uh honestly the way pathfinders uh second edition's character building is really interesting i'm really i'm really excited to try it out i'm excited to try it right well we gotta figure out because we're also trying to do delta green yeah we need to get in on that because i think you and ross especially that's that's going to be something that you guys will love which one do you prefer uh i've never played pathfinder second edition so the first time playing anything makes me nervous I played the shit out of Delta Green, and that, like I said, that's 100% up my alley. That's up your alley. I love the lore of Delta Green, the whole conspiracy theories possibly being true kind of thing, 
and just the it, it, it's it's got the x-files feel but it's also like a cold war spy thing where it's like you know everybody's against everybody you can't trust anybody just very interesting yeah that is pretty cool that's why we all wanted to jump in it was a similar interest on that one Oh, yeah. And like I said, I think once you guys start to dig into it a little bit and you start to find stuff and you start to read things and you start to kind of touch on these conspiracy theories, you will definitely uh, like it'll definitely start to open up and you guys will like it. So you're an X-Files guy, you just said. Yep. Nice. What's your favorite conspiracy theory? Hmm. We've talked about conspiracy theories, but we never covered your favorite. Yeah. Well, I would have to say. Because we can go hmm. on and on and on about conspiracy theories. We could theories. absolutely go on and on and on about it. I'm kind of interested. I've always been interested in um, the government conspiracy theories, especially the stuff that we've had proven true, like the fact that the FBI, um, the FBI was was uh, infiltrating the early 1900 socialist movements and blowing stuff up and blaming it on them. We actually had something at uh, at our work that showed the government side of that without showing what they actually ended up divulging about it. Um, And then um, just all that, like the fact that uh, there's that that cop in St. Louis, the African-American cop that got beat up by his other cop buddies, and they tried to cover it up. And when they went to trial or when they went to uh, the inquest, they basically said that, oh, yeah, we have a civil agitation unit that goes in plain clothes and, and breaks windows and blames it on protesters so we can beat them up. Like that kind of stuff, even though it's not a theory, like they've pretty much proven that it happens. That's the kind of thing. Nice. What conspiracy theories are you doing in uh, Delta Green that are your favorite? How many of these uh, are in the game? So the um, there's a lot of stuff about Roswell. Nice. Um, and its connection to the government and the Greys and things like that. That's probably the biggest one. There was also there's also a big thing about Waco. The Waco uh, situation, Waco and Ruby Ridge and all that. There's something about that. There's some stuff about that in there, but I can't go too in-depth in it because I don't want to ruin it if you guys end up finding stuff out about that because those are the kind of things that I can work into the game easily with you guys. Nice. Well, that's perfect to be in the Game Master too. Well, yeah, and especially because you can pick um, you can pick what era of Delta Green that you work in because there's four distinct eras. There's the original Delta Green, the Cowboys, the Conspiracy, and then the Modern Era. And even though we're actually doing our uh, Modern Era uh, intro session first, we're probably going to go back in time to the Cowboy Era, which was a lot more wide open, a lot more violent. There was a lot more crazy stuff going on, and you were you were a lot more there. Were, it was a lot more Wild West in a lot of ways. So I think that's going to be one probably the biggest the biggest time period we're going to stick in, which is really the late seventies all the way through 94, 94 or 95. So, I mean, like when we would have been kids that this is, this is when this was all going on. Which is crazy because it may be a game, but you're bringing so much real world into it. So much real world stuff. And uh, even stuff that 
like stuff with like the Tuskegee experiments and like, you know, because in the early, the early to mid nineties is when the government started to release a lot of that stuff, like MK ultra MK ultra comes up in this, um, all the old uh, CIA stuff, like it's all coming out in that era. And then it makes its way into the game as different stuff. That does sound like a lot of fun to get started. I can't wait to really get into Delta Green. Yeah, I think once we get into it, and like I said, I think once we get into it and we get into the, that era of kind of the the crossing over between the cowboy and the conspiracy era and the way they organize things and the way they deal with stuff, like that was, you know, that was, just, like I said, the stuff that we grew up with where everything was analog. Like we grew up during one of the fastest technological revolutions ever to happen. So oh, we grew yeah. up with rotary telephones and fax machines and printer paper. And I mean, the internet was, was essentially just, you had to use it at school because we didn't, nobody had the internet when I was growing up. The school had one computer that had the internet that the teachers would all take turns on and print stuff off of. Oh yeah. We were playing OG fucking uh, like Oregon trail when it was brand new. Oh yeah. Um, and then we fucking had dysentery. whenever, what, yeah, right. Whenever uh, our computer lab all got the internet, we actually used to have, they used to let us come in on Wednesday nights and do the, uh, do a local area network gaming session and we would play Quake together. Nice. But I've um, never played Quake. It's pretty fun, honestly. It's way better than Doom. I hated Doom. But um, we didn't even have a home computer until I was in high school. My mom had one. I didn't either, and we had there were a lot of uh, assignments they would give us on computer that I was like, I don't have a computer, and I don't want to. I, I can't get to school early because I went to high school twenty miles away from where I grew up, so it just wasn't going to work. So that was one of the reasons I barely passed high school. But whatever. But yeah, that that was our era, and honestly, like the the way hacking and stuff works from that, like all of the stuff that comes from that era, is so interesting that I'm excited to kind of get into that. And uh, like I said, I think you guys will like it. And because Russ would have grown up more in that era than than modern stuff than we would have, I think he'll be able to get into it really, really easily and really well, too. And it's something we're not going to have to get too imaginative with to understand because we live through it. Exactly. It's not like we're going back in time to the medieval era or anything. Although that would be kind of cool. Start at the beginning and go all the way, man. We could be playing this damn game for years. That's true. I mean, go from the 20s all the way to now and then further on. But like I said, a lot of the stuff that we do, if we do a full on campaign, that'll be one thing. But if we kind of jump around and do different missions, I think that, uh, like I said, we could go into different time periods, different characters, different jobs, different, different specialties. Like there's a lot of different stuff you can do with that kind of thing. Which is why we, we want to really get into it soon, I hope. For sure. I'm hoping we get to do it by the first of the year. At the very least, we can record so I can start editing. But yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, that'd be a good New Year's episode started at the beginning of the year. Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. That's right. So this is a question that's two parts. And take your time to think about it, because it's something I've I've thought about myself. If you went to bed right now and you woke up, and it was not a dream. You were in a video game or whatever game, even if it was like Pathfinder, Delta Green, whatever. Say you woke up in a game. What game would you spend all of eternity in and why? I would want to wake up. There are two possibilities. 
Now remember, you have to you have to suffer the consequences of what yeah. you choose. So if it's a violent game, you're stuck in violence the rest of your oh, life. Oh yeah, two two possibilities. One of them's a video game. One of them's a, a a card game. I would either pick Magic the Gathering because I've been play I played that since '95, and I love every single world they have in that. I love everything about that. And the other one would be Final Fantasy Tactics, which is my favorite video game of all time. And I've never played either of those. Yeah, so that those would be the two. Final Fantasy Tactics um, actually crosses like the world of Tactics. Uh, Evalis is actually the same world as Final Fantasy XII and the video game Vagrant Story, which is also a super cool game. And then Magic the Gathering. Actually, at this point, one of the reasons I picked that was because Magic and Dungeons and Dragons are actually in the same world, in the same universe, the same multiverse. So it would actually be kind of crossed over with all that, too. Nice. What character would you play? Mm. In tactics, I would play uh, Orlando, who was uh, he was a sword saint. He was the most powerful fucking character in the game. Anybody that's played that remembers Orlando. And um, in Magic, uh, I would I would pick Karn, Karn the Silver Golem. Karn, the Silver Golem. Karn was originally a friend of Urza, who was like an immortal. He was the first planeswalker who could like go from universe to universe. And then this person, his friend, died. And so he took her heart and put it into this golem and used the golem to protect his genetic experiments that he was using to destroy it, to fight against the Phyrexians, which is like the big bad, the biggest and baddest of the evils. And in, during this war that ended up happening with the Phyrexians, Karn actually, even though it's an artificial being, it absorbed Urza's essence when he died and became a planeswalker itself. And then started like, it started going universe to universe and trying to make sure that the Phyrexians were dead. And it actually took a small artificial, uh, artificial universe and created it kind of in its own, his own image, which ended up becoming new Phyrexia. And they ended up enslaving him and then he broke out and he's actually still on the loose. So he's probably the biggest one. Um, he's, he's really cool. I really like him a lot. His story is really cool. Um, Ugin is also a really cool character. He's a uh, he's an immortal dragon that's kind of been there since the beginning. He's an interesting character, but I don't know that I'd want to be something that powerful. Like, I think it's cool to be in the midst of the stuff. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of different stuff that you want to kind of get into. And if you're like, if you're an overarching fucking god dragon, it's kind of hard to do anything cool. It's like, oh, well, I made another universe. Whatever. I'm going to bed. Right. There is no gearing up. There is no leveling up. Yeah. Hell, the most powerful beings end up usually turning into the bad guys. Exactly, and that's the thing is Ugin's brother is one of the main bad guys through a lot of the uh, a lot of the middle story of what uh, of the the actual physical cards that I was playing up through the last like ten years or so. So, but yeah, yeah, that that's who I would be. I would be Karn, and I would be Orlando. Yeah, in the World of Warcraft universe right now. Uh... King of the Alliance, Anduin Wren, is actually a bad guy right now. He was taken oh, yeah, over the by Jaylor, and he's now embowed with, yeah, Horde Alliance. <laughs> we know the answer to that one. Horde, baby! Yep. 
but uh, Doomhammer. He's possessed. Scream. Uh, Anduin's possessed was kind of the Lich King's powers. Well, hey, that's what they get for trying to work with them. Gotta go Horde, baby. Yeah, well, uh, considering that the Horde is doing the same freaking thing, I mean, she literally burned down Teldrassil <laughs> just to be a dick. Sylvanas was just like, oh, look, genocide. Yeah, who is the, uh, who's the troll leader now? You know, I, I don't remember. I played so much alliance. is dead. Right, they haven't really done much storyline since that with the trolls. Really? Yeah, really? right that Right sucks. now everything's the Jailer, uh, Jaina Proudmore. And I do Ryan, like Jaina. So well, everyone likes Jaina. Yeah, that's right. But, um, yeah, I, I like I really like the trolls. I I always thought that the the horde story was was good, even though like they were the bad guys originally, but they weren't bad guys because they wanted to be. And when they broke away from the demon power, they were like, "All right, well, we're kind of here, so we kind of have to survive." And they started working with a lot of the natives, like the trolls that were kind of downtrodden, and the Tauren who weren't who were like you know treated poorly. So I always go for the underdog. Yeah, I mean, I like the Horde. That's when I started. I was all Horde until the werewolves came out, the Worgen. So before yeah. that, I was all Horde. I just can never get behind the the trolls. They just look creepy. Well, yeah, I mean, shit. It's like looking at you. I have to look at you every day. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. You're out of line, but you're not wrong. <laughs> So let me ask you this: with with races, like you've you've looked through some Pathfinder races, you've looked through, you've obviously done all the World of Warcraft stuff. What race would you be if you weren't Worgen? Um, you mean the World of Warcraft or Pathfinder? In anything, make Pathfinder, something? Pathfinder, World of Warcraft, whatever. Just make one. Make just think of one that that sounds cool that you would like. Dino Druid. I love Druid. That's not a race, though. Well, it, it wouldn't matter to me if I can be a fucking dino druid. If my if I can have dino forms, yeah, I don't really care. Um, I yeah. don't, I can't say human because playing a human is whack. Yeah, it's whack. Humanity sucks. Yep, we're a bunch of douches. Yep. Um, well, you said make one up. I don't. I don't know. I mean, it would have to be a, a lycanthrope. It'd have to be some kind of werewolf. Um, if I, see, if I, I would, couldn't be, I, I don't know what else. I've never thought about that. I would want to be a Leshy. I think Leshies are cool. They're like little plant people. You know what? Robotic. See, Pathfinder's got, got an android ancestry that I think you'd like a lot. Yeah, because that or like an immortal spirit being would be really cool. Like uh, in World of Warcraft, we have uh, a race that are kind of like a spirit. They're not a playable character, but I really think they would be cool to play. We've nice. always wanted them to be playable. They're called the Ethereals. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're kind of like uh, they're they're electric, they're electric, they're spirit, but in or they wanted to be more living, so they have this like bandage. They wrap themselves so that they have a humanoid form but they're an energy. They're a spiritual energy and they're really actually cool. If they could be a playable race, I would probably go with them. They're 
they're immortal. It's funny that uh, in the Pathfinder offshoot called Starfinder, which is like a, like a science fiction kind of setting, there's a class that's like that. It draws on like the immortal powers of the of the universe to do to do all their powers and stuff. I think you'd like that a lot. Yeah, like in immortal, uh, being able to cross in and out of dimensions because eventually the Earth. Or it doesn't matter what planet you're on. I mean, billions and billions of years will go by. But eventually, every universe, every planet is going to be destroyed. Oh, yeah. So if you're immortal, that would really fucking suck to just be floating around in space with nothing. You know what I mean? That would suck. Yeah, there's a, there's a character in one of my favorite book series, The, uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, his, uh, it's Wildbagger, the Infinitely Prolonged. And he, uh, he's immortal. And he really, he really kind of hates it now. So what he does is, is he made a, a list of every person in the known universe that will ever be born. And he has to, in alphabetical order, come up to them and insult them and then fly off. All right, that's badass. That's just yeah. a talking legend right there. Yeah, he's really cool. Like in, anything, whatever it is, alphabetical order, and he's got he's to he's talk shit to them. So his reason for being is shit talking. Yep. At I this point, his, his only reason to be alive is to talk shit to people. Oh, I can get behind that. Oh yeah, I knew you would. <laughs> like that's my that's my dream profession. I saw a video on YouTube of uh, this guy. I don't know what country it was in, but he's on an ice skating rink with little kids, and he's got one of those big blow up medicine type balls, and all he's doing is skating on the ice, kicking the ball, which knocks over the kids. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's real life though. Like he's literally just rolling around wrecking all these little kids. I was like, man, if I would take minimum wage for that job. Hell yeah. <laughs> just let me roll around and troll some little fucking semen demons. Right. Some crotch goblins. That's right. Like people think because I'm a dad that I love kids. I'm like, I love my kids. Fuck yours. Yeah, I like kids, but only up until they're assholes and then I'm done with them. And right. they get assholey real quick. Right, like tomorrow is your 18th birthday. Pack, bye. Yeah, deuces, <laughs> deuces. Look, I hope you got a job. McDonald's is hiring, and I'm out. Change yeah, locks. Right. Toodles. Yeah, locks have been changed. So, we already talked about if you woke up in a video game, and we already discussed what you would be. What if you had a special power? Like, you could pick one single power. Now, there's always going to be a kryptonite to it, but what is the one power that you would wield if you could wield it? No matter what. No limits. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I would... Man, that's a good one. So I'd there are two things. There, uh, see, I like immortality. That'd be cool, but like, I'd have to have other shit to do. So there are two things that I would consider. One is a perfect memory, like just by looking at something, I memorize it. Nice. And the other would be just pure telepathy, being able to hear anybody's thoughts at any time. Yeah, like I, don't, would get, I wouldn't want that. See, I would like that just be, if you could shut it off. Okay. Like, okay. If, if, like if I could look at them and like think what I wanted to like hear what they were saying about one thing and then shut it off. So if you it was focus it. Yeah, if it was infinite and constant, it would drive me nuts. But, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm thinking. You'd go batshit uh, crazy listening to people bitching. 
Oh yeah, but otherwise it would be uh, it would be perfect memory because I'd like to be able to read a book and then just remember everything about it. So even if you had a normal life, you would only live till possibly a hundred. You would spend that time with perfect memory. Hell yeah, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, that's, I've that's never that. thought about that. Yeah, that would be that would be my thing because like you like you said, I'm a huge reader, man. Like, and the thing about it is, is I reread my favorite books a lot, especially when I'm feeling low. So like not even having to reread it and just like, just sit there. Like when I'm kind of blind, just thinking back and like seeing the pages turn in my mind and just seeing the words. And that'd be awesome too. Cause then I don't have to buy any books. I could just go to the library and flip through them real quick and then read them in my mind at my leisure. Yeah. What's that called for people that uh, can see it's something a, once and remember it? Eidetic memory. Nice. Supposedly it's a myth. I don't know. I actually have uh, I have a book about like training your memory to be better that I haven't really um, haven't really cracked open yet, but it sounds interesting. But yeah, eidetic memory. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that would kind of fuck with you, though. There's so much knowledge you would go insane because you wouldn't have enough time to learn everything. Well, yeah, but I think it would give you a lot more time to do that and you would have more time to do other stuff. You know what I mean? Because like, fuck, I spent so much time reading. Like if I could just look at something once and never have to go back and then have like perfect recall, I wouldn't have to go back and reread stuff. I could just read it once and move on. Yeah, that's true. And I'd save a lot of money on notebooks and paper too. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. have to write all stuff down. You'd have money for dumb shit. Right. So if you could, what... If you could be any superhero from any universe, any genre, your favorite superhero, who and why? <sighs> Man. Man, I, I always break it. I always have to. I always have to. Daredevil. Because Daredevil's a straight fucking badass. And oh, he's yeah. like, and he's like righteous, you know? And then he's um, got a line. Oh, yeah. And then I assumed you'd be more for Punisher. I really did. I thought about Punisher, but I don't think of him as a superhero. He's just a vigilante. Well, that's, and that's that's why I also like, I want to say Batman because I like Batman, but he's also not really a superhero. He's just a hero, but I like his, um, I like that he's fallible. So I would pick up Batman, Batman or Daredevil. Batman or Daredevil. Speaking of Daredevil, did you see they just announced that uh, they brought Charlie Cox back for Daredevil and he's going to be in some of the movies? You know, I saw that last night. Yeah, super I pumped. I did see that on Facebook. I, I met him a few years ago at a con. We were at the con just kind of wandering around and uh, his booth thing was closed and we were all looking at comics. If he was looking at a Daredevil comic and uh, my buddy Chad was like, oh shit, it's Charlie Cox. And he said, hey guys, how's it going? And how are you guys liking the con? We stood and chat with him for a minute. He was a super nice guy. No shit. Yeah. Super, super cool guy. Did you get a picture? No, didn't think to, because I didn't know who he was. I had never seen Daredevil. Damn, I was going to say proof or the uh, photo for this episode. Oh, fuck yeah. If I had had a picture, you would have it, bro. But I like, I, I was like, oh, it's an actor. Like, because one of my friends was like, oh shit, it's whatever. And I was like, Daredevil. Like, I did. No, that was Ben Affleck. Like, I didn't even, I didn't have Netflix at the time. I didn't know that was a show. So I was like, oh, cool. Like, whatever. Before him, the last one was uh, Ben Affleck. Yeah, that Affleck. movie. That movie had a lot of funny parts to it, but uh, God, that was a terrible movie. I just, I mean, Electra was good looking and all, but I was kind of like, eh. 
Yeah, Jennifer Garner's a good actress. I will give her that. But I like the girl that plays Electra in the TV show, and I think she's a lot closer to the uh, to what you know the comic and what the character actually is. But yeah, that was my kind of thing. Like she had some good fight scenes, but it seemed to me that it was just acting. I didn't really feel her as uh, Electra. Yeah, yeah. Like Charlie Cox, like you were saying, when you see him. He's legit. You can buy but, into that. Yeah, like you can buy into that he's blind. You can buy into that he's got that kind of boxing style. And I like that kind of stick fighting style, the way he fights and the way he gets his ass beat while he's fighting. Like, I don't know, the whole thing. And I just, I don't know. There's there's a lot to him to like. And I also like that he's also, like he's trying to do the right thing from within. But when he realizes it's not going to work, he kind of takes it in his own hands. Which I don't necessarily agree with vigilantes with vigilantism per se, but I get it. You know what I mean? And he's a fucking lawyer. Like it's even harder for him. You know, like he's on the inside and saying, "Holy shit, there's nothing I can do about this. I have to, you know, take care of it." Not so, only has he got to watch the bad guys walk, but he's the one trying. He's the one either supporting them because they're at well. He never supports the bad. He guys. never supports the bad guys. Yeah, but, he, I mean, he, he supports. He watches the, the bad guys. Yeah, he watches the bad guys use the system against normal people and that's when he gets pissed so being a vigilante but having to them that let them get away uh, man that'd be hard and that's the thing i think that because he like only defends decent people i just think that that's why that's why i like him like he's he's got he's got his morals and he's got you know he does what he's trying to do properly and i i just like i like him i like him a lot i like his ethics i don't necessarily agree with it all the time but i like it and that's one of the things in the show that was really good where uh his partner's like you can't keep fucking doing this we're you know we're trying to we're doing this legally and he's like legally isn't working you know what i mean like that's just it was interesting it's interesting yeah i love that show i've seen all of them (laughs) punisher was really good too but like I, you like you said, Daredevil's got this skill set that came from some serious crazy shit. Yeah, I, I I didn't get to watch the last season of Daredevil. I haven't I have not got I haven't sat down and watched the last season. I had trouble continuing when I knew they had canceled it. Just because it was like, oh well I'm fucked now. Like I can't <laughs> they're not gonna give me any good good uh, follow down. And I did watch the Defenders, even though I love Jessica Jones. I love Daredevil and I love I love Luke Cage. He's one of my favorite superheroes and I love their individual shows, but I never did watch the Defenders. And I liked I, what I, I watched of Iron Fist too. Yeah, I watched Iron Fist. I liked Iron Fist while I watched that, but I don't know. I just I had trouble with it. I need to come back around to it and watch it. I just haven't yet. I had an issue with uh Iron Fist. I liked at the very end that he ended up with uh, having the power to not only use both, but he had a couple firearms and he was able to enhance those as well. I thought that was pretty fucking neat. Whatever weapon he's got. Um, My issue with him was that they got the powers and like they were trying to steal the corpses tattoos. I'm like, "Eh, that's not, very believable it's like oh look this all-powerful tattoo from a dragon or some shit i'm like uh... i think that makes sense it's like a rune it's like that's what dr strange would be trying to get too you know what i mean i don't know i just they're they're trying to rip this piece of flesh from a uh, i don't know i just the show was all right but 
Yeah, out of all the defenders, Luke Cage, awesome. Especially when the voodoo guy was taking that, whatever he was taking, and beat the shit out of him. Like, the first time he ever got punched in the face and was wrecked. Yeah, it was wild. The first time I saw him take a hit and just get lit up, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, he wasn't messing around. No, because, I mean, he's only bulletproof on the outside, but... You've seen him go. You've seen him take some serious hits and just walk it off. Like, ah, uh, didn't feel it. But that time he got hit, he was. You could see his face. He was like, "Damn." Yeah, that was a power hit too. I mean, it was fucking the dude up, making him insane. But I don't know. Out of yeah. all the defenders, that was the one I didn't like as much. Yeah, was the Iron Fist story. Yeah, but I like guess I said, I, like I said, I don't hate it. I just didn't get to watch it that much. So, or I didn't watch it that much. Think about it in like Batman terms. Every universe, there's got to be the billionaire who lost his parents and some crazy shit. So he filled that role. He was the Bruce Wayne of of the Defenders universe, I guess. Or I mean, the I Iron think Man. There has to be because I mean shit. 90% of fucking Marvel and Marvel heroes are rich as hell. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like the Fantastic Four, they're all loaded. Professor X, he's loaded. Look at his mansion. Yeah. Doctor Strange is loaded. Look at his mansion. You know what I mean? Like, Well, in the, the Avengers as they are now, he's not. He was a doctor, but he lost everything. So he... He wasn't rich. Well, he didn't lose everything. He spent everything. But, I mean, tell he got it back when he came back. Look at his big-ass mansion. Yeah, well, that's a different story. Um, but I guess he fills that role of the billionaire traumatic childhood. Situation. I was going to say the angsty billionaire, yeah, because he's not a billionaire like Tony Stark. That being said, I do really like the Civil War thing where Captain America is actually like where Captain America fights for actual freedom and Tony Stark, the billionaire industrialist is like, no, no, we got to do what the government says. Cause I'm paying the government off. Like I, I do like that. I really like in civil war watching them go toe to toe. Yeah. Because you've seen them threaten each other so much. You're just waiting for that fist fight. Yeah. From the very first Avengers with the battle of New York, when he's like, you want to fight, put on the suit. He's like, you want me to get the suit, put on the suit. Let's go yep. a few rounds. And I was itching for it, and then some shit pops off, and they don't get to do it. I was like, no, I want to see them whoop each other's ass. Because Captain America, I, I think, would win that fight. Tony's well, got, yeah. Tony Stark's got all his technology, but this dude literally fucking went fist fight, bare knuckle with Thanos. Yeah, I think Captain America is one of the best characters in that in that entire series. Yeah, he was awesome. I man and dr strange i'm super pumped for dr strange next year dr strange next year moon knight comes out next year morbius spider-man is one of those things that i watched a lot of the uh the cartoon the early 90s cartoon when i was a kid and i love that like i like uh punisher was in that i liked craven the hunter but morbius was one of my favorites that kind of like he was a vampire but he wasn't a bad guy like he was just kind of stuck with it like i really i really liked morbius and i'm excited to see where they go with that yeah, I like that spiritual vampire kind of vibe. I mean, he was so frail, and then he gets this power. Yeah, and he was he was super if, cool. If I had those powers, dude, I'm not sure I would be a good guy. Yeah, it'd be hard, man. 
I, I would definitely be one of those people that, like, if you pissed me off, I would do my best to be good and help humanity. But if I had that power and you were someone on my shit list, look. It'd be hard, man. It'd be hard. That, it, that's the thing, man. You always talk about power corrupting. Like, the fact that anybody is a good guy with that kind of stuff is crazy. And that's like, it's like Watchmen. I think Watchmen is one of the most realistic of the comics just because the people that have these powers that, that have this money aren't necessarily good guys that are always doing the right thing. They're, they're human. You know what I mean? And humans that have this possibility just don't care. They'll just do whatever the hell they can get away with. That's, you know, there's a lot of humanity that's like that, man. So I like that. Right. I like no that. No one can stop. Too. Yeah. Well, see, like, like I was saying, I, I would still strive to do the heroic things, but if I if you were on my shit list, I may cross a line to fuck with just you. Yeah. But I guess once you get it, that's one of the biggest things about power corrupts. Once you get a taste for it. So I guess yep. once you cross that line, there is no going back. And that's why Batman, that's why they always talk about Batman refusing to kill people, even though he has. Like, I understand why he holds himself to that standard, because like he said, like he's rich. He's a fucking badass. He's got all the tech. He could get away with it and nobody would blink, but he's trying to hold himself to a standard that is almost like unreasonable. Plus he limits his technology. If he really used the full force of what Wayne tech could come up with, dude, he'd be unstoppable. He could take entire armies out. Just fuck you. Yup. But all right. So we have a little bit of time left, so we've covered all that, but you already know who I'm going to pick for this. I'm sure you do because I relate so much as I become an adult. Well, I mean, I'm 38 now, but the more I get into adulting, the more I relate to this dude, super villain, who and why. And I, you know, I'm Joker. Oh yeah. Who, who would I be? Yeah. As a super I'm villain. Mm. Yeah. And you're Joker. Heath Ledger. I would be the Heath Ledger Joker. And that, that makes amazing. the that that makes a lot of sense too with your background and all that. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I mean, he's amazing. Any supervillain who yeah. I would want to be, any no matter what universe and why. So honestly, I think that Magneto makes a lot of sense. Magneto's always made a lot of sense. Um, man. While, mm. you're th- while you're thinking, let me throw this at you. I think if Magneto was thrown into the Marvel verse, which they're, I think they're trying to bring in X Men into it, and that's what they're doing with Doctor Strange in the multi universe. Yeah, um, you realize Magneto would just destroy ninety percent of the Avengers. Well, yeah, Iron Man would be fucked. Yeah, Iron Man. Uh, I mean, what Captain America's shield would be useless. Yeah. Not yeah. that he would be useless. He would still be able to whoop Magneto's ass in yeah. a fist fight. But if he could ever get to him, yeah. His homie would be like, oh, check it out. And he rips his metal arm fucking clean off of him. Yeah. All the people with guns would be useless. Black Widow would be able to fight. But she also relies on weapons and technology a, a bit. Yeah. She worked well. Yeah. Magneto so I think- would fuck them up. I like Magneto a lot. I think another guy that's that's a bad guy in context, but is also not a bad guy in context, is Doctor Doom. So I would pick either Doctor Doom, or just for his fucking pure power, even though he doesn't seem like much, 
And I know he's he's one of the vilest of bad guys. Like I'm 100 percent don't agree with him. But if I if I had to be one, I would be Purple Man from Jessica Jones. Really? Yeah. Remember Purple Man? He just tell you to do something. You do it. Right. But I just I, I didn't. You know, it makes sense because you pick telepathy as your superpower. You know, like you just tell him like, hey. Walk out in front of that car. You know what I mean? Right. He was doing some crazy shit. He was crazy. Well, and the thing, like, he is a, one of the, he's the crux of one of my favorite comic uh, comic storylines at Marvel 1602, where um, in this kind of alternate future, he be, he becomes president for life because he just tells everybody to vote for him. And they do. Makes sense. And he's killing off all the superheroes that he goes to kill Captain America. And Captain America gets launched back in time to 1602 and becomes this big, giant, blonde-haired, blue-eyed Native American and comes to England to meet Queen Elizabeth while all of the other Marvel heroes are, like, historical figures from that era. Like, Doctor Strange is there and Nick Cage and Peter Parker and Daredevil. Daredevil's character, and that's really cool, too. But Doctor Doom, the Fantastic Four, the X-Men, Magneto, like, all of those people are in there. And it all comes stems from his power. So, I mean, I think he's he's deceptively powerful. And it would be really hard because if you think about it, every hero's got to get close enough to hear him. That's true. So I, I guess don't know. just I, drop a hellfire or a J dam on his ass. He ain't got shit. He can't talk. Yeah, about him. it would it would be it would be hard. I it, in his power also reminds me a lot of the the power in the preacher, which is one of my favorite comics as well, where you just tell people to do it and they do it, or like or it's like it's like the voice from Dune, which we had discussed. Like that would be so cool. It would be hard not to abuse that, though. It would be real hard. But the problem is, your your biggest weakness would be getting punched in the mouth, your jaw broke, and you can't talk. You just tell them not to. That's Say true. stop, and then they stop. That's true. But I mean, Jessica Jones did fuck his ass up when she broke it. She did. She's a badass. I love Jessica Jones. Is one of my favorite characters. She's really badass. That show was awesome. I. Think it was a huge bummer, but it was awesome. Jessica Jones is what I read in like comic book type wasn't too interesting to me, but the actress that's playing it in defenders. Yeah. She was really good with the alcohol and the crazy shit and how she just gave no fucks. I yeah, she was cool. to her. Yeah. She was cool. I mean, she gave no fucks. She's like, I'm a hero only because I have to be. Yeah. I also like that. She's just like a, a, a work a day hero, like Luke Cage, who, like I said, I really like Luke Cage. I like him. They're just like, Hey, I'm a hero. Pay me some money so I could do what I got to do. There was that one really famous, um, I forget. I was Dr. Doom where Luke Cage, like the entire like series is him coming after Dr. Doom. And I was like, you owe me 500 bucks, bitch. My lights are going to get shut off. And Dr. Doom's like, fuck off like i'm not paying you and he's like no you're paying me and he's like coming after him and he's like give me my fucking money you douchebag so he's like bill collector badass yeah well but he's not even collecting he's like you owe me money and i can't pay my bills bitch and he's like you will like it's like when the company screws over our pay like just coming after him and beating their asses you know yeah well speaking of which i still haven't got my correction for a month yeah tried to try to warn you brother tried to warn you yeah, I just tried to help out. Even being in the office, bitch, doesn't keep you from getting screwed over on pay. Ha, 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 Dick. Well, I think that's going to about wrap it up for this one. We're almost at an hour. Right on. And after I edit out all of the uh, you talking, it'll be a good episode. 
It will. I agree. I just got to delete anything that you said. Oh, yeah. Anything that I said about me, from me, by me, for me. Oh, yeah. That's what we usually do. I mean, this episode is about you, but I'm deleting you. Control, (laughs) I'll delete just because you're shit talking. Yep. Well, that was an interesting interview. Um, I think you need to be on the one where we get Russ and we need to bring in subject one, two, three, four into it also. We need to get him on an episode. You know I who agree. that we is do. without saying his real name. Yeah, I agree. I think we need to. So I maybe do like a sit down with the four of us. I think it'd be a good idea. We'll uh, use all, make use of my new technology and uh, try that out. Unfortunately, it's a good idea. Go ahead. I think that's a good idea. Unfortunately, I'm the only one of us four that doesn't consume alcohol because I think the four of us, if we were, if we had some alcohol, we would come up with some crazy shit. That's true. I don't really drink either, but yeah, I, I would sit and drink a beer and do that. Yeah, I, I don't drink, but well, that's wise. Did, we would be a lot of fun. For sure. But uh, well, thanks for having me on. Thanks for asking questions. Uh, we'll definitely see you all next week. Uh, be sure to check out uh, Mama Morgan's Etsy shop. What is that address again? It is Sonny's Specialties. S-U-N-N-Y. Check it out. Correct. Um, other than that, this uh, weekend, I'm going to do a live stream of the first, the creation of the Blood Elf. Nice. And I've just started writing the uh, script for the uh, lore episode that I'm going to do. Very nice. Check out uh, Casual Morgan's Twitch channel because there's going to be a lot more streaming coming on on the reg. Yeah. Check it out. And your book, how are you doing on that? Uh, working good. Uh, I've actually got a Zoom meeting later today. We're going to be discussing some new options. And uh, if if we go through, follow through with my uh, my possible plan, uh, you guys will be getting some free free swag to check out. So be listening and be looking. All right. Well, that is going to wrap it up for today. And this is Casual Morgan signing out. Bob's I'm your out. uncle. Yeah, Bob's your uncle. And I'm <laughs> out. <laughs>